If you are a working mother or mother-to-be who would like to strike a balance between caring for your family and succeeding in business, welcome to Mother Industrialist Live Show where we talk about entrepreneurship, parenting, and life. Kenneth Chu, the show host brings in a different guest every episode to share how to perfectly balance parenting and work. Today, more than ever, you can choose to live life on your own terms, to craft a future for yourself and your family that is emotionally and financially rewarding. So sit back and enjoy the show. In this episode, we are going to talk about why mothers should start their own business. Hi, welcome to episode 54 of Mother Industrialist Live Show where we talk about entrepreneurship, parenting and life. I'm Kenneth Chu and also the host. Uh, I'm also the author of Mother Industrialist for Packing the Balance Between Motherhood and Business Success and this is my book. Okay, can you see it? Yeah. So in my book itself, I've interviewed 15 mompreneurs that I personally know in the past 10 over years and I interviewed them, featured them in my book. In my book, I also break it down to what I call the three P's, which is passion, purpose, and profit. So with these three P's, they are able to kickstart their entrepreneurial journey or they can even um, have more clarity in their business. So, uh, and today is not about me. And in this episode, we are going to talk about why mothers should start their own business. And um, today, I'm really, really honored to have this special guest. Uh, we have been um, liaising and trying to get... Um, get uh, the time fixed and also the, the uh, trying to get her onto the show trying to get all the details I know she's really really busy uh, she's also uh, uh, just gave birth and the mo- uh, and the time where uh, the time where I know her knew her it was uh, she was having her second child and she's a mompreneur she's an entrepreneur at the same time and also she's a founder of can win accounting and IT services. So without further ado, let us welcome Kenwin. Hi, Kenwin. Hi, thank you for having me in your show. Thank you. Good to have you. And I finally uh, got you onto the show. And, yes, um, finally. <laughs> yes, finally. <laughs> and uh, before we uh, before we kickstart the show, there's a tradition, which is every guest gets to post the question of the day out to the audience and also to the next guest. So are you ready to answer the question of the day posted by the previous guest? Yes, should. Okay, so the question of the day posted by the previous guest is What is your biggest dreams for your business? So I repeat again What is your biggest dream for your business? So um, have some time to think about it While I go onto Facebook Live to see if we are live successfully If our audio are good to go And I'll come back to you, okay? Okay Okay, thanks Kevin Thank so you let me see if we are live successfully Okay, I can hear our sound loud and clear. And I can see that we have uh, guests coming on. And we have people coming on live. Maybe, uh, Kenwin, can you uh, say hello to them? Hi, everyone. This is Kenwin here. Thank you, Kenneth, for having me in your show. You're welcome. So, um, now, uh, Kenwin, are you ready with your answer to the question of the day? Okay, yes. So, you're asking whether on my business plans for the business, right? Um... See, everybody will have, like, say, a five-year plan or a ten-year plan. For me, is to, I don't, I don't believe in a two-year, five-year, ten-year plan. For me, is I want to have a legacy. I want to leave something 
for my children to take over. I do not know whether they will take over, but this is something that will impact to them, saying that, hey, this is Kenwin, your mother, and this is what I gained, I learned and experienced in the industry. And this is the company that I have built and grow, not just in Singapore. I'm planning to go regional. I've already started in Malaysia. Mm. I'm going to go Estonia, anywhere in the country to establish Kenwin as a brand. Mm. So Kenwin is just not going to be my Christian name. It's going to be a brand and it's going to be One Day Kenwin Group. This is my dream and a dream that I will tell my children every single day, even though they are very young. <laughs> this is what mommy wants to do. <laughs> Wow, wow. That, that is really uh, the, the biggest dream that can even dream, like having a legacy, especially as a mom, um, to pass it down to them, whether they will want to or they will not Correct. want to. Because but, you see, I have two girls, um, and they're very young. They're just two and one. I do not know whether they will become a IT professional or even an accountant mm. to take over the departments in my company. Maybe they'll tell mommy, you know, I want to be a lawyer. I want to be a doctor. Fine, go ahead. But know that this is what I high built up so i will expect you to at least you know have some say and pass it on and grow it as a businesswoman you don't have to do the work but as a businesswoman you grow the company because it's going to be a canvin group right that's it yeah <laughs> wow well, that that's really really huge and uh keeping me excited and um now we can officially kick start the show Kevin. so sure. um maybe you can do a short introduction of yourself what will you do what are you doing currently and what were you doing previously before you kickstart your business, where you, where you started your business? Okay, I just to share, um, even though yes, it's certain things are personal because um, ultimately I want to share with women, right? Yep. And I'm going to be 32 next year. Wow. Um, reaching 40 does scare me, but... Um, you are see, still very I, long way. <laughs> I know, I know, but age catches up really quick and we don't have much time, okay? Um, and with kids, we never get time, right? So when I was younger, okay, I did my degree in accounting. Um, I started off as an auditor, mm. uh, not in a big four, in a smaller company. I gained all my experience there. So I was there for about two and a half years as a full-fledged auditor. I then had an interest to do law, all right? Mm. I, I know, two, two completely different, right? <laughs> so I went on to pursue my part-time law studies uh, while working full-time audit. So think about <laughs> it, okay? I hardly had enough sleep. Wow. Um, then I went on, I quit my job. I took a major pay cut. I went to a small law firm mm. where I learned how to do uh, secretarial work in corporations, anything to do with ACRA, mm. uh, legal work, anything that comes along, I will grab it, okay? So I learned that experience. Um, then I got married, okay? So my husband is in the IT industry. I'm, had, I'm a book, I'll still say that I'm an accountant. <laughs> so we thought, why not merge it together? So we started a company. Then I quit my job, full, mm. all right? I said, boss, sorry, I have to go because um, business is kind of picking up and I want to you know, um, focus more in the IT side because that was where the income was actually coming in, not the accounting side at, a moment, at that moment because um, while I was working, I didn't have time to do marketing. It's very important. Mm. Uh, so I did you know, all the IT work. I learned IT skills. I, I didn't have, I was totally <laughs> zero in the IT side, okay? I learned. Whatever opportunities that comes your way, grab it, learn, learn as much as you can. In the 11, very little time, you have to try to get as much uh, knowledge. I'm not just talking about 
booked. I'm not talking about reading. I'm talking about talking to people. If talking to people is where you actually learn, do it. Go out networking. Learn. All right? So what I'm doing now is fully growing Kenwin Accounting IT services. Like what I shared earlier, we are we started a company, uh, a branch in uh, Saramban in Malaysia. So we are going to go, um, you know, Canada anywhere that we have, like you know, a local director, and we start our own branch there. That is my main focus every single day. Every single day when I wake up, I always think Kenwin Group. Can win group. Yeah. This is what I always do. Can win legacy. That is all. And that is the thing that keeps me driving every day. Yes, I do get tired. I do get burned out. But at the back of the head, you should know that, okay, ultimate goal. What is my ultimate goal? You don't think about today's goal. Don't think about this week's goal. Think about your ultimate goal, what you want to reach. And you keep pursuing and you keep pushing yourself every single day. Okay. Wow. That, that is a very good introduction. And I I just realized that you, you, you just keep on learning uh, whatever comes and even opportunity, you just learn law, secretarial work, and that helps you to really understand uh, how, how to assist your clients now, right? Yes, that's right. And, and maybe you can share with us, because this topic right, was, uh, was chosen by you, uh, that why mm. mothers should start their own business. So maybe you can you can share more with us, like like even for me, um, although uh, because of mother industrialist, I've been advocating mompreneurship. Every mother should start a business, but it's it's really amazing to hear from someone that is uh, uh we are in sync. There's a lot of synergy and uh, what we believe in. And meanwhile, I I just want to hear from you. What is your standpoint? What's your view? And why do you say that mothers should start business? To share with those mothers who are listening that they may have another perspective hearing from you rather than hearing from me. Okay, you see, um, like I said, um, this is something, this topic is something that I keep talking to any woman whom I meet um, because this is something that has really affected me as a personal, as a very personal thing. When, like I said, when I started the company, I was still very, very young. I was about 25. I was mm. not even a mother. I was not even married mm. yet. I was just engaged. Okay, but the moment you come into a marriage, it's a totally different thing. The moment you come into motherhood, mm. it really takes up all your energy until every day you just want to wake up, you want to tend to your children, and you want to just go back to sleep. That's all. That's all you want to do. But ladies, what were we born for? Ask yourself, you had a very good education, you had a very good career, once you become a mother, does that mean you switch off everything and just dies down? No. Pursue your passion. One day your kids are going to grow up. They're going to go to primary school. And you're going to be sitting at home and like, should I go to work for us now? I have seen this affecting women who wants to go back to work mm. after maybe 10 years. They are totally outdated with technology. Their work experience is really they have to start from scratch again yeah. when they are in their near 40s. That is not being fair to them. Yeah, I know you want to have give the best for your children, but one day your children are going to pursue their own dreams. How about you? Mm. Are you going to just shut down and you know just go back to your shell? Is that all we, we, we have so much that we can offer this world? Yeah. If you, I mean, if you don't want to go full-fledged into a business, you want to do a tryout, go ahead. 
you know, even baking, even cooking, it's it's not just you are putting your, uh, you know, experience or your your gifts to into something as a product, but it's you can channel it into a business. You can make it into a revenue generating stream for yourself. Maybe additional cash for the family, but you keep yourself alive. You keep yourself active and you learn new things and you learn new maybe new recipes or something so it does not really matter which industry you want to be or industry some people have even shifted Mm. i've seen people who were in the corporate industry and they become full-time chefs now and they are doing very well so just because you're a mother does not mean that you have to forget who you are and just tend to your children you have to learn to love yourself Mm. If you have a dream, go for it. Yes, it is very difficult. Time management is very difficult. Support from your family, your your spouse, your children's understanding. But if you sit down with them and tell them, hey, this is me as a person. I love you guys. I love you as a family. But this is me as a person. I want to do something. And this is what I want to do. If you let, explain to them, definitely they will accept it because they really love you. Yep. And I see women who are already in the business shutting down their businesses just because they want to focus on their children. Mm. Why not? You take a step back. Let someone run the show for you. You keep the you know the reins there, but let someone run the show for you. Once you are back in the game, take it over. Mm. So your business does not die down. Yeah. But, but when you when you talk about that, they will have another thought that. If you get someone to take over the business, they'll be, oh, am I giving out my business to someone else? And then someone else will da 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 will take over my business, will steal my customer and all that stuff. Now, that is why there's this in, in Accra, there's this thing called the nominee director. Mm. Okay. So you can get someone to just for show. You just be the, you know, the person ultimately making the very, very um, important decisions. Mm. Someone just runs the operations. You either have an agreement with them mm. and, you know, it's still ultimately they're just the nominee director mm. and you still have the ultimate control. So you're still the ultimate beneficial owner of mm. the company. Yeah. And, and what you mentioned is, is something that I, uh, I share with clients, especially for those who are, um, especially mompreneurs that they start a business about two to three years. They want to scale. They want to build a system. And I also, also mentioned to them that other than building system using technology, they can build a, what I call a leadership team, meaning that they will have like maybe like a GM or like an operation manager that's running this thing. So basically getting all the, the I would say, the chess pieces all in place. As you, the other player, you get them all in place, you come up with a system, that means an SOP. That right. system does not mean that you need to use computer and whatever. It's just as a process flow, you have all everything that the, maybe the operation flow from the beginning to the end, what is the whole flow, who is taking care of what. When you get all this being um, written down, black and white, everybody just follow. And with uh, operational manager or maybe sometimes they employ, like they get a general manager to to uh what you can do oversee this whole flow and for you you can step back correct that's yeah. right that, so, that's actually how it is supposed to be done so you still have the ultimate control but just somebody you have your own you know uh, warriors there yeah. to each certain task yeah. for you and ultimately you grow as a team i'm not being a feminist here but uh, I'm blessed that and my entire accounting team are all females. Mm. 
are all females, okay? And they come from different walks of life. Mm. And um, so they come from either single moms and some have twins, so they want additional income. So I believe that women have to help other women, mm. okay? Um, and if there's somebody who needs support, emotional support, as a female boss, yeah. I need to learn to sit down and discuss with them as a woman to woman, not yep. boss to employee. And and what 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 um in fact this was the thing that um got me interested to connect with you because when when I hear that your team is made up of especially mothers uh, helping mothers and also some of them are working from home working remotely and these are the support that I feel that why I want to advocate mothers to start business is because so that they can help those mothers that want to have this flexi work hours where most employers. In Singapore, most SME employees are not able to cater for them or not able to structure it for them because uh, in business standpoint, they are not able to make that switch suddenly to support all these mothers or working parents. And, and, and what you did is something, because you start something, you are in control and you as a mother, you as a lady, uh, as a woman, you understand and you connect with your employees uh, as a as a as, as a woman, women to women, women helping women, understanding because uh, the, the language is the same. Yes. Like, like I always, always joke about why there's a book that men are from Mars, women are from Venus, because we communicate differently. And rather than you, uh, and, and for you to really communicate with mothers, mothers has another, another language, yes. which only mothers will know. Like All when right. you say, oh, I can sleep this night, oh, then you will say, oh, I understand that. So in that case, why not? Then you can make arrangement because you understand what another mother is going through and you will customize. Even let's say today, um, you, you are just providing a need, um, how should product, pro, providing an opportunity for a mother which she cannot get it elsewhere. That's right. When in my team, yes, I do have a single uh, female. Okay, so she's single. So she's pretty, Um, how to say, She's very fast in replying and then she'll be like, hey, so why aren't you replying? Why aren't you replying? I'll intervene in the group mm -hmm. chat. I would say, um, you know, she's standing to her children. She's The children are not well, so give her a day or two to come back. Mm -hmm. So I'll set that pace, set that environment, telling yeah. them, you know, I'm not giving too much of a personal information, mm -hmm. but, you know, lady, hold on. There's another lady who needs help, who mm -hmm. needs some help. So I will take that message uh, privately and tell them, you know, she needs further help. Is that something that I need you mm. need to me to do? Yeah. Uh, you know, that kind of thing. How, how many days will you need time off? That mm. kind of thing. Um, and just to share, I last week, my, uh, mm. my best friend, she's mm. actually a very good, um, she's actually now working at MNC as an accountant. Mm. Um, she gave me a call and then she was like, hey, babe, do you have a job vacancy? So she's asking me whether I had a job because because she knows that I have the flexibility mm. to provide flexibility for my staff. And she was like, I asked her, what's wrong? What happened? I mean, you love your company. You love the work. Yeah. And she said, um, uh, she told me that for the past few months, She's getting, you know, all these kind of office politics back and, and at her saying that um, she's taking too much of leave, yeah. too much of MC yeah. and too much of childcare leave. Um, in front of her, it's perfectly fine. But when she's not in office, they kind of, you know, have these kind of conversations yeah. about her negative things. Um, so she was kind of looking for a job. I said, do you try asking your boss about flexibility, work flexibility? And she said, 
not every company is willing, even though it's an SME or an MNC, they are not willing to give flexibility. And it's really sad because um, if, you, if you notice, most of the managerial positions or the VI, you know, the, the, the what you call it, uh, president or the kind of uh, positions, even in banks, they are all going to men. When actually women also have the knowledge and experience, but because of you know she may not be able to commit to long working hours mm. or weekends or partying or stuff like that, mm. the opportunity for females are becoming lower, mm. and the number of males in that sector in mm. that uh, you know managerial positions are higher than females. Mm. It's really sad, but it's not that we we should stop about it that is something that we can do mm. and even though yes our bosses don't understand that we need the flexibility of time that we need some time off or we need to come in late because we need mm. to drop the kids at childcare or something like that um women still need to put in the extra hours mm. they need to find the support from their family so that they can say look this is the time my career is booming mm. i need some time to focus on this so that I know that um, my I'm financially more secure, my career is secure, so that I can come back to providing for my family with peace of mind. Mm. Because women who go to work, they feel insecure that their yeah. work may be um, you know, given to somebody else yeah. more able to give the time. They are financially, do I get, will I get a pay cut? Mm. Will I be demoted? That's mm. one word that's being used quite often nowadays. Will I get demoted? Mm. Will I get retrenched? Will I get terminated because of my pregnancy? Mm. In fact, you touched on something that um, I'm very concerned about, which is a lot of women, especially mothers, they are being salary bright. Why would I say that? Because they, they have this fear because of they not doing enough, they not they being a mother, there's always a stereotyping and, and they accept the stereotyping that they are a mom, they cannot do what other people can do, they cannot commit the time. In fact, uh, I, what, from what I see, they can commit even more, just that a lot of time because they are so used to be wary of what other people think of them, yeah. that became the emotion. It may, it may not be something that is real, it may be because of them being a mother, they're losing the confidence, losing the self-esteem, losing the uh, self-confidence and all that stuff. That That is the factor. Not It's, it's very much in, internally. It, there are companies that, are, uh, that they will have this type of, I would say, uh, outcast of maybe mothers, uh, they are spending more time, they may be a stereotyping. But if you accept that you are doing that, then you are, you are you are agreeing to them, letting them have that. It's called mom guilt. Yeah. Okay. So what happens is I'm going to work now and maybe in the middle of the day, I'm feeling, you know, I'm going out for lunch. So my mind tends to wander away, mm -hmm. right? So I start feeling, oh, well, did my kids eat well? Did they rest well? Yeah. And you when you come back from lunch, back to work, you can't fully focus because you're back in the head. You're thinking about your children. Yeah. It's not wrong. It's normal for women, especially mothers, to feel that way. But don't have guilt that you have mom guilt. Mm. Okay? Don't show it out yeah. for your own benefit. Yeah. Yes, 
do share with people that you love your children, but make sure when it comes to your work that you give the hundred, not hundred, yeah. maybe more than that. Yeah. That you love yeah. your job and you love what you're doing and you're growing in it. But yes, do come back to your children and tend to them as and when they need. But mm. you should know when to like say, okay, I need to focus on work and you focus on my child. You need to have that balance. Yeah, and and you mentioned something that I, in fact, um, in the I, I think in the beginning you mentioned that, uh, we are learning constantly learning. We have to keep ourselves fresh, and, and you learn from people. You learn from talking to people. Like right. for me, uh, in this episode is already fifty fourth episode. So in fact, I've learned from a lot of mompreneurs, and you mentioned something is, um, to be focused on what they are doing. And this is something like a tip for them though, how, how to, not to say eliminate the mom guilt is to, to, to replace it with 100% present. That means when, whatever you do, when you're at work, a lot of times, a lot of mothers have this guilt or have uh, felt that they are not balancing work and life or work and parenting. It's because when they are at work, they think of their children. When mm. they're at home, they think about work. Yes. So they are not 100% there. They are not 100% committed. So, for example, if you're not 100% committed at your work, your boss, how will your boss feel that you are? Hey, right. How come um, Kenwin uh, used to be 100% committed after she became a mom? So, there's a discrepancy. There's a, there's, a, there's a huge gap, which they may not realize because things shift, hormonal, uh, hormone change, and you get emotion, you get the, the uh, what you call, call it, the separation anxiety with your child. Because the mm. child has been with you for the past 10 months and now they are a, a baby, a human. You felt that hey, they, they should stick with you. And if you are breastfeeding, you felt that bonding. And suddenly you are out back to the work. You, you just felt all these changes and it's changing. And you felt overwhelmed. And now you are not 100% committed to your work. So if you, if you are your boss, if let's say you are a boss, you see that your, your employee is not 100% committed or 100% focused on work. and and it's still back to that performance at work. So what if today you are 100% committed at your work, giving what your boss uh, wanted, um, finish your work in time or even faster, and by the time 6 p.m. you can knock off because you have done a great job, you have done a lot of things within that the period of time that you should. And when you're at home, no work at all, so that you will not have a lot of overlap, you will not have work coming in, be it an hour, be it and two hours. So being 100% present with your kid. Because children, babies, our children are very sensitive creatures, especially when they are young. So if you are not there, they can feel it. When your mind is not there, your mind is always on your mobile phone, checking your email, mm. doing your work on the laptop. And you are just like answering to them, but your, your, your mind is at work. They will know it. And that's why uh, your kids will keep on getting your attention. Because they are not getting 100% from you. That's why a lot of mothers will tell me that, hey, Kenneth, how come my kids keep sticking to me? It's because you're not giving them 100%. That's why they're getting more from you every time, like 10% from you, 10% from you, 10% from you, 10% from you. So this is, this is what uh, a lot of mompreneurs that I interviewed, they share with me that to be 100% present and also time management and the support. It's, it's, it's a lot of things coming on. And I'm, I'm glad that you bring it out, being 100% present at work and also at um, in, in motherhood parenting. <laughs> okay. Yeah, thanks a lot for sharing. And also, sure. um, you talk about like, like the mom guilt and all that. For you, how about for you? Do you have that mom guilt when you 
manage your own business because be accounting honest, <laughs> i never had mom guilt um why because my children are being taken care of by my mother so my mom lives with me so i never felt that i know that at the end of the day i come home and my children are there and they are well taken care of okay i'm blessed with that mm. but i know that not all working mothers or even entrepreneurs have that kind of um support system right they have to you know um either um how to say they either have to put the kids in childcare mm. or they have to employ a helper and they put cctvs and stuff like that so it's not that easy um and if you're already a working mom or you know you're already in the career for very long time it's not easy for you to just transition and mm. then say that you know i'm going to be well balanced i'm going to have uh, 100% work and then i'll come home and i have 100% my kids because you are not tuned that way mm. right if you are mother and then you go back to the workforce you will feel that it's difficult to come into a working lifestyle mm. because you are 100% for your kids yeah okay so it it is never at a point of time you can have a full well balance there'll be time where you are totally drained out there'll be times where your work needs more than 100% you need to do overtime yeah. even for the accounting industry there are peak periods yep. so i'm always either fully engaged with my work or i'm fully outliasing with my clients because mm. they need that kind of personal touch um so it depends on sector by sector also yeah. and when it comes to work even in your first 3 years or even maybe first 5 years when you are growing your business it's like your own baby yeah i will tell you can win accounting is my baby is my first baby and is my precious one <laughs> okay so when you are raising that company you have to put all your effort you have to even bootstrap it you have to put in your mm. personal funds to do marketing you need to put name cards send out physical mailers start getting clients you test your ground see where you are create websites facebook ads everything to even get one client i know how hard it is okay um in my first year of business i was completely dormant i was zero mm. only my second year did i start off proper marketing i learned i had to learn how yeah. to do proper marketing i had to learn how to use the words how which in that which sector um how to catch their attention it's a lot of work it, it's it's not something that i say oh it, you take you know you have a child and you raise it no it's more than that mm. um that kind of, it's not some clients you have to go like maybe visit them twice three yeah. times to get that trust mm. then they will award you the contract or the job Yeah. Uh, it's not easy so lots you have to spend a lot of time mm. for that and sometimes yes you have to learn to take rejection and you must make sure that the rejection is for the company not on you as yeah. a person you should not take the rejection and then go like, oh people have rejected me i'm not a good businesswoman i'm not yeah. um you know don't i don't, don't have the mindset for that i should just close off my business because it's not it no you should learn to keep pushing yourself okay he said no the client said the potential client said no what's the reason okay so how do i work about it was it the quote was too high or did i underpromise i overpromise did i you know did i not use the right words stuff like that mm. so you is always a learning um experiences are always for learning and like i said just now um 
where I say I learn every day, it's not just for accounting industry. There are lots of changes. Every year, there's always some change for no random reason. <laughs> okay. Um, so I have to be... I have to get all this knowledge and I need to share with my team of girls who are doing the accounts because I oversee the work, right? Yeah. And not just reading. I need to speak to people in that industry mm. or maybe construction industry. I need to see, okay, how does this accounting regulation, has this affected them? I can't just speak to any other random accountant. Mm. I need to speak right to the person who's being affected mm. so that I know, okay, firsthand what is being what needs to be done so that I can teach my goals. So then I say when it's, it's important to network and when you network, don't go sector by sector. Keep the, the pool wide. You wouldn't know where which opportunity comes. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. yeah. And then you mentioned that uh, it seems like an entrepreneur is like, uh, it's like motherhood. You have to basically handle any situation at any time. Like if your child pool, if your child threw up, if your child has stomach ache suddenly after drinking milk, you, you just have to attend to it regardless of whatever, whether you like it, whether the pool things, you just have to manage it. It's the same as your own business that you mentioned. Like, like even for me, for uh, case security marketing, I, I totally resonate with you because it's a consulting work, it's service, and uh, sometimes even I pitch for like three months, I don't even get a job. Sometimes it's that that you spend so much time, spend so much money, try uh um for commuting to clients. Even sometimes you buy maybe uh, some snacks and stuff like that. You do whatever it takes, but mm. in the end you don't have anything back in return. It's exactly like parenting. You put hundred percent or even hundred two hundred percent onto your child. You're not expecting any returns. So yes, that right. is that is when really. When I when I quit my job, um. My, my boss was uh, so proud, okay? So she was a Chinese lady who was nearly in her 60s at that time. Um, she's still my mentor, okay? So she is Chinese, but she has a very unmoor mindset. She mm. told me, Kenwin, now that you have decided to, you know, become a full-fledged businesswoman, know that you will be working 25 hours in a day. It, it didn't make sense to me at that time because... Mm. It was still, like I said, dormant, right? Nothing yeah. was happening. Yeah. It didn't make sense to me. I know how hard she works. Um, I've seen her emailing at 11, talking at 1. But I thought it was just okay. It was just sending out emails, right? What is a big deal? But when I took over my company, I had nothing. I had nothing. I only had some savings. Um, I didn't have a job. I didn't have the financial, um, how to say, security. Mm. I was just diving into my company. I was just doing marketing. I, I didn't know what else to do. I realized when the first job came in, the amount of work that I did to get that first job was exactly what she said. Mm -hmm. So I had really did spend a lot of time, not just you wake up in the wee hours and then be like doing, you get <laughs> some ideas thrown out and you're writing around ideas, seeing how feasible they are and then doing some research, seeing that whether somebody had done the same thing and you know, made a big mess out of it, that kind of stuff. So it's not something that if you just start a company, oh, I'm doing well, well. No, mm. I can maybe spend two hours a day and that's it. The company will grow by itself. No, <laughs> really like a baby. You have to take a baby, like how you feed it every day. Mm. Right. You, like every two hours more, you burp it, you know, you yeah. clean the pool. They, and then the baby will start baking steps by itself, you know, turning mm. around, making steps. So it's really a, uh, how do I say, it really grows. So yeah, 
um, now my, my company is in a toddler stage. Mm. <laughs> so how toddlers behave, that's exactly how uh, hyper my company is vibrant. And vibrant. Yeah. So, yeah. So running around and yeah, you're being crazy. Yeah, exactly. And, so so that, that, that is something really amazing. And, and that's why I, for me, I, I always speak about this. I always have this uh, topic that I believe that mothers are going to be the change maker of the new economy meaning that they are going to be the economy mover in the next five to ten years why i say that because if you can manage motherhood you can manage a business it's really that like for you you treat your your camera accounting your baby and the way now how you can manage how you manage your your kids your parenting is really mm. like how you manage your business you delegate you find support you find people and that is something that i, I realized that uh, entrepreneurship can help a mother to grow as a mother because that's where you became creative, you find uh, support, you find resources, you being resourceful, you know, your resourcefulness will come because you'll find a lot of ways for you to do the things that you, you, you want to do or that will bring income. Like for you, you outsource uh, uh, the taking care of your children uh, to your mom while you focus on that. The, the same for me, even for me, I have my mom. I, uh, my mom didn't want to take care of my daughter since when she, uh, she was um, still still a baby. I, I, I mean, uh, when my wife is still pregnant. But I have to negotiate, I have to convince my wife, uh, my, my mom and tell her to what are the pros and cons, why do I need her and stuff like that. Initially, I told her maybe for the first uh, two years and it turned out to be five years. Then now it's into 10 years. So because it's, it's, if you make sense to them and they see the benefit of it why not and, and and as long as you are being there to support them to really um, hear them out and see what are the things you need to improve on that how to support them or how they can support you it's about communication a lot of time um, I, I face uh, a lot of mothers telling me that oh, I do not have time because I need to do this and take, take care nobody's taking care of my children my parents are not taking care the first question I will ask them did you even ask correct and most of them so no, I, I don't I don't want to disturb them, I don't want to bother them. That is coming from you. And you are complaining that telling the whole world that you are not getting support where you didn't even ask. If you exactly. really ask sincerely that you really need their support, as parents ourselves now, we will do whatever to help our children. Exactly. The same thing for our children. Exactly. And you have to understand why are they not helping? Is it because of other external reasons? Is it because of your in-laws? Is it because of other stuff? Whatever. You just have to figure it out, really understand and hearing from them. Definitely communication skill is not the number one thing in, 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 in terms of business or even for parenting. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I just now I told you. If you know you have to find that support system and if you find it, you need to make sure that um you always update them on what's happening as mm. well. Not just telling them, okay, I you know I need your help and stuff like that. But tell them what's happening in the company. Oh, I'm getting. I always share with my parents, you know. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm getting. You know, today I met a new client, or uh, I went for this networking, and these are the you know the networks is coming and the potential clients they want to follow up yeah. and stuff like that. So I will let my parents know. Okay, you know, this day I've got this meeting. That day I've got this meeting. Um, every time I update my dad, my dad always asks me. Uh, you always ask me on a monthly basis, like, so what's your clientele this month? Mm. Is it growing? You ask me this. Because it's, it's not that he he's controlling or anything like that. You just but want to be a part he, that's of his it, concern because he knows 
that at the back of my mind that I want to grow my company. Mm. And yes, database is one thing that's important, right? So it's in a way to actually say, wake up, you got to do something. Yeah. The numbers are not growing. Wake up, you got to do yeah. something. It's every a, month. like our accountability partner. Yes, buddy. correct. <laughs> yeah, but he's doing it as a father role, mm. right? That's, that's how it is. And my mom, she will ask me, so you go for this networking, was it worth it? Because time, you are putting your time for it. So yeah. you get the correct um, network out of it. Yeah. And, and you mentioned uh, when you get them involved, uh, the whole support team even get even stronger. A lot of time, uh, I would say a lot of parents, young parents, they don't share all these things. Even entrepreneurs, even mompreneurs, they don't share. And in the end, when their business is going down, suddenly they need help from their parents. The parents say, I thought your business is doing good. How come you're kind of suddenly coming to me to help for support? No, the problem nowadays is with young couples is that they feel that they are so independent. Yeah, they had a good career and they started their own family and everything. Yeah. That they feel that, you know, raising my child mm. and even juggling my career, I'm not just talking about entrepreneurship in, in a whole, but mm. I'm talking about juggling a career and your family and your yeah. kids that, oh, I can do it without anybody. I can just get a helper and then everything's good. But yeah. they do not know what the kids are actually missing out is with raised by a helper and a grandparent yeah. is completely different. Okay. Um, and now these couples feel that they can handle everything by yeah. themselves when actually, in fact, they, they can't. can't and they shouldn't because um, ultimately the elders in the family is always somebody who we are all Asians, right? Yeah. We should always look up to them and if there's a problem, we should always ask them for their guidance. And this is the same thing in the same concept in business. In yeah. business, you should speak to people who have already been in the industry and, yeah. and gone through all the hurdles and everything. Yeah. You should speak to them. And that's why I feel that you should always get a good mentor. Yeah, yeah. Which, is, which is the same that uh, if you if you respect your, your father, you respect your mother, then you want to be like them definitely they will be the best person for you to consult rather than you consult some Google uh, bloggers and, and stuff to, to, to parent your own child. But yeah. definitely there are cases that, that young parents will say, okay, I do not want to parent the way that my parents parent me. Definitely you can have that. Just that uh, a lot of time they, they, how should I put it? They, uh, it's hard. If you don't want to parent the way you parent, then how did you turn up? Yep. So that's the that's the thing. So if you didn't turn up the way your parents parented, why do you think your kids will turn up the same way? Yeah. So yeah. so that is like a, a visual cycle that that I would also also ask them that how do your parents that they did, did a good job, you're a good chap, you have a good career and all that stuff. Hmm. So have you ever thought of it? A lot of time it's all about the ego and the pride. Exactly. And, the pride. It's uh, always the pride. Yeah. So and and you mentioned about like a lot of young young parents, they they spend they they spend on getting a helper. They spend to get a car because they say it's convenient. They spend to get a house where they every month they are in debt. So which is the same thing as when they start a business. A lot of time, I I I would say out of ten, there will be eight of them will say, oh, kind of uh, to start a business, I need a lot of money. I need a lot of capital. I need two hundred thousand. I need hundred thousand. I say, do you need that much? So, so that is always that myth that people thought that they need so much. In fact, you don't need a lot, especially from all the mompreneurs that I've interviewed, the mompreneurs that I work with, a lot of them start with nothing. 
to be more... honest, I started my company with really nothing. Um, one thing I had is my knowledge and experience, which everybody has as well. Yeah. Um, you see, we, we don't have to start off any company or any entrepreneurship with a capital-based uh, model. What you can do, if let's say that company, that business structure needs capital base, for the first year, you can do freelancing or you can do consultancy related to that industry to get the revenue in. After that, you convert that revenue into your capital. Mm. Then whatever, if you need to buy equipment, go on, machines, stuff like that. So you already have income in the company because mm. you did some form of consultancy or freelancing for yeah. And you can grow your network from there and get more projects when the, you have the money coming in for capital. So like I said, yeah, like you're, you're right because you don't always need capital for all companies, for all industries. Mm. Yes, there. if let's say you're going to go into a shipping or a construction mm. or maybe even advertising, you may need some capital. Yeah. But there are so many grants out mm. there that SME, the government is providing where you can use it. If you're a first-time entrepreneur, SME wants to give you grants. They really want to give you. They're like, can you just come in ten thousand and you know I'll give you the next ten thousand something like that. There are lots of different um, grants available for first-time entrepreneurs. Please use them, even if you're in a second year, or you want to you know um, start going overseas expansion. There are grants available. Please use them. Go speak to SME Center Spring, and they will guide you on how to get the grants. Yeah. And, and you mentioned something that it is really a lot. It's also because I went for a, a workshop to share uh, what are the available grants for startup, SME and all that stuff. Then that's where I learned. But I also realized that a lot of times, um, a lot of startup, a lot of entrepreneurs, when they start a business, they, they, they are not being resource, resourcefulness. They're not being resourceful. They are not willing to find out even more. Uh, all this information is, is available. They just want someone to feed them and pay all the information to come to them. They are not going out to really get all this information. See, that is as well as exactly as I said. Um, it depends on who the person is. If the person is really driven that, like, you know, this is my goal, then that person really go out and pursue and ask the necessary questions to any departments and everything. They'll probably be picking up the phone and calling and mm. trying to email and something like that. But if the person keeps thinking that, you know, things will come my way. That's not the right mindset. Mm. Nobody's going to come in, hey, you know, this is a platter and this is all the information. Here you have it. No. You have to either ask the right person or the right questions to mm. keep getting more information. So if you really want to be business-driven, you really have to have the mindset of go getting what you want, mm. not sitting and waiting for something to come to you. That, that's really not going to bring you far. Yeah. Maybe just for a short run, but not far. All right. Like, like I totally um, resonate with you, totally agree with what you have said. And I realized that those that are not um, go-getters, they are not going to get whatever, being resourceful, is because um, they take starting business as an escapism for them mm. not going back to work, not going back to work to face all the office politics, not going back to do all the work that they need to work. And only see the good of having being an entrepreneur, being a boss in their business. That's why they are not doing all these things. But eventually, they, they die off. This is what, what I've been seeing in the past 10 over years, working with entrepreneurs, working with mompreneurs. And a lot of times, uh, a lot of times, they do not even need to leave the job. 
just that they mm. choose to leave and because of pride they are not able to go back because they have told their boss that hey i'm going to start a business i'm not coming back anymore and that is something that uh, being being rash uh saying things like that is your pride why, going to feed your family yeah but that is what most people are struggling yeah. and um like definitely in the past then already i work with successful one i work with those that are not successful one and and often it's a pride and a lot of times they, they are really struggling in their business they are not willing to do even part-time jobs even mm. to, let's say some some entrepreneurs i know they are their business is doing good but at the low time they will just go and drive gap grab correct or even do a part-time job or even go to the cinema and work and all that stuff so that they, they can sustain their lifestyle this is what um this is what when when you put pride aside you just have to survive that definitely have to pull through but that's why now a lot of them that they pull through this period of time even for myself i've been through all that um do whatever it, it takes to get you get you through and and also um since our topic is why mothers should start their own business uh, do you see that there are more and more mothers that are starting their own business no <laughs> And, and and what is the reason? And what the is reason the reason? Is definitely they don't have the, even though yes, at the back of the head, you know, I want to do this, can I want to do that, but again, number one, they don't have the support system. Mm. Like you said, even if they have the support system, they don't have the pride to ask. Okay. Second is fear, fear of failure. Mm. Okay. Um. Okay. I'm not saying that you know you're putting money into the company, but I know you're putting time, yeah. but. If you're going to be so afraid of failing, you won't be. You won't even start off anything to even know what are you capable of. Mm. You have to try. The other reason is because um, they either their passion dies down very quick. Okay, they have to drive. No, I want to do this. I want to do that. But again, they lose focus. They don't have to focus just on what. But mm. oh, I want to do this. Do this. Do this. Do this. Do this. But as a person, you already have your already a mother, or you are already a working woman. But you still want to own a, have a business. But you want to do five things at the same time. <laughs> no, you should have your specialization. Yeah. I want to do focus on this. I want to be best best in this. Mm. Right. I want to be the market player. Mm. So that's exactly yes. When I'll share with you, the first three years of any business is really hard. But my company now is already going to be five years um, in June next mm. year. Um, be, in the beginning, we had lots of ideas, right? First two years, we had lots of ideas, but we were going nowhere yep. because we were spending so much little time in everything when actually we could have spent a lot of time doing just one thing yep. and doing the best of it. That is why I said, okay, enough. Accounting is my passion and this is what I want to do. I went full force with it. I just want to do accounting, accounting, accounting. And I just get my clients because yep. this is what I'm doing best, and this is what I can show proudly mm. to my clients that yep. I'm doing it best. I got a very good team to do and support mm. it. You can't run a business in a one man show or one woman show. You yep. need a team, okay? Yeah. Um, not just to do the work, but for support to say that okay, to to see, be the next pair of eyes if you made any mistakes, vetting mm. your documents or anything like that. You need somebody else. And when you ever have a staff, never ever make them feel that they are staff, mm. that they are lower than you. Always treat them as your equal. My girls, I say my team, they we call them, I call them my girls, okay? Mm. For all females, right? 
they call me Kenrit. They don't call me ma'am. They don't call me madam, miss, whatever. Yeah. There is seniority, nothing. We all go by first names and that's how it is. I, would, I never tell, when they called me madam, I said, no, please call me Kenrin. Mm. I don't want you to ever feel that you have an issue, you have a problem and you have mm. to shake and come to me for all it. Right. No. Yeah. If you've got a problem, you made a mistake, pick up the phone, call me and tell me. Mm. I won't blast at you, but maybe I'll be a little bit upset, but mm. what is the next cause of yeah. action? Because it's, you can't to, rush to your emotions. Yeah, it it won't soft. be the best of you or it won't be the best of the business if you keep shouting and yelling your stuff yeah. and leave. Okay. Yes, mistakes happen. Everybody makes mistakes. They also have their own personal things to tend to and they may overlook stuff. They are hectic. They have a tired day and they're still working for academic accounting. So they may overlook things. What is the next thing can you do? Do I have to yeah. do, um, do I have to go and speak to the client uh, directly? Do I yeah. intervene? Do I pull out the document? That kind of things. Yeah. So what is the next course of action? Yeah. So a boss, a woman boss, woman are very good in multitasking. It comes mm. naturally. Yes. So women not just need to multitask, but they need me quick in thinking. Okay, yes. something has happened. What do I do? What's the next? Mm. It's not that you have an SOP counting, but you need to be at your feet thinking not just 24 hours, but more than that. Yep, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that 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 is that is very good uh, that you are shared. Because when you grow in in a in a way where you start not just having local clients, I have international clients as well. So they work in a different time, time zone, zone <laughs> right? Um, and my girls also have weird working timing. So they may walk off work at six to go home, and they're still working until maybe eleven p.m. And they're calling me, "Hey, I've got an issue. I don't have a doubt. I've got a query. So what do I do next?" I can't think. And my clients may be emailing at twelve midnight. So, mm. so I always tell my girls that, see, yes, I do know that you're working in a remote. You have flexible timing, and I'm perfectly fine with that. If you call me at irregular hours, but I'll never ever want you to send out email or answer any calls from your clients after the official working hours of 9 to 6 on weekends you're not supposed to be doing any work even if you do any work don't make sure that clients do not know that you are doing so because i do not want them to um how to say take advantage of it if they do then it is going to be my girls are going to be like overworking themselves which is good. That means you're, you're guarding them um, and protecting them and yes. having that balance for them and safeguarding. Like for you, it's okay. Like you can work 24 hours. Correct. Really As a boss, them. it's perfectly fine. If I send out emails at 12 or whatever, because it's our I will never expect them to reply. <laughs> Even if they have it in draft, yeah. keep it in draft. Don't mm-hmm. send. Only right. send it 9 a.m. the yeah. next week. The official. Yep. Yes. All right. That's right. I mean, that, and I always tell my girls that no matter what, Work goes up. I'm always the last pair of eyes. Mm. That's why I'm always you know, working. Even though I'm the last pair of eyes, I'm always your safety net. So mm. you don't have to be worried, oh, will the client come back blasting me? I made a mistake mm. here and there. I said, it's okay. If a mistake has happened, you speak to me directly. I yeah. will speak to the client. Mm. Yep, yep. That's good. That's good. That's a very, very good tip that you have shared. I will come well. back to the team and then say, okay, this has happened um, and this is what the client wants to do. Let's make sure that it doesn't happen again. And how are we make, going to make sure it doesn't happen again? Mm. So what are we going to put in practice? That kind of thing we'll discuss and we'll work on it. Yeah, It's not something that you, you can't make your team. You see, we are no longer in that kind of working environment where Bada is you know, the manager, the subordinate, yep. the, the supervisor, yeah. the staff. Now the it's the new era, new it's, way Yes, it's the new time and age and we really have to like 
okay, we work as a team. Yeah. Everybody grows together. Right. Everybody shares the knowledge. Not that, oh, as a boss, I have all the knowledge and all the experience. I keep it to myself. No. Yeah. Yeah. Hotel, the new girl who comes in. Okay, I know you're young and you know you just graduated. Blah, blah. This is my experience that I had in the audit mm. industry. This experience I had in the legal industry. How I worked out of it and what I'm doing now and what I see the company in. And how I feel that, you know, your you may not have the experience, you may just have the academic academic qualification, but after the interview, I tell them, okay, these are the attributes and the attitudes that I see in you, and I feel that it's going to be of value to the company. Mm. And I would like to work with you to hone that and for me to hone your experience and your skills. Yeah. So a win-win kind of a situation. Yeah. Mm. Which is good because you get to recognize that talent and really make the best out of it and combining yeah. with other of the team and um yeah like this session this um this episode is really really enjoyable um you have shared a lot of golden nuggets i really wish that we could continue this but um it's it's coming to almost in the end of the show wow, time flies yeah time's really really flies so maybe you can share with us that um like this question i always ask every guest uh do you believe in balancing motherhood and business and why is it like what i shared earlier right you um you will want to balance. Definitely everybody will say, I want to balance. But there will be times where either side will need more attention than the other. Mm. When your kids fall ill, you need more time there than your business. So that's going to be a little bit lesser, right? It's not like it's a weighing scale or anything. Yeah. But you need to know where in this point of time, what is my priority? Yeah. Is it my kids? Is it my work business? Is it my husband? Is it my work? You need to know because these as a woman, you keep evolving. So there are more things that are going to come. Maybe the next year you're going to get pregnant and you're going to have, that will be your priority, yeah. not just your business or your career. So you, it is not really a balance. Um, you can never balance. There'll be days that you completely feel burned out, that you'll be like feeling completely at times, I tell you, worthless. Like, where is my life going? Am I having a midlife crisis? You will feel like that, but you have to learn to shake up. You have to learn, just go to sleep, seriously. If you're so down, just go to sleep. Just switch off, switch off all the technology. Just tell your spouse or kids, no, I really need some rest. Go and sleep. The next yeah. day, you'll wake up and just tell yourself the affirmations every single day. Whatever your affirmations are, maybe your five-year plan, 10-year plan, your growth plan, your kids plan, everything. These are my affirmations and start afresh. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Thank, thanks for sharing on this. And also, uh, I know that you have a lot of things to share, but uh, how does the, the uh, how do the audience get connected with you? Oh, okay. So um, I try to be a social, <laughs> the in uh, social media, uh, Facebook, you can definitely catch me on Facebook. So just click on Kenwin and Sivakambi and you can, if you want to post any questions or anything, you can direct it there. I do have my website called kenwinaccounting.com. Um, so do feel free to look at my website. I also do have a Facebook page. It's called Singapore Entrepreneurs Network. Mm. So if anything related to events or any of your uh, company activities or advertisements or promos, you can post it there rules apply mm. yeah. <laughs> about it. Yeah. thanks a lot Kenwin and for those okay. who are interested to uh, get connected with you I've included in the description uh, in, in, in uh, below and uh, for those who want to get connected with her um, she already give you the green light for you to connect with her through her uh, Facebook uh, even on, on her uh, website so uh, last but not least um, 
we're coming coming to the end of the show and as i mentioned in the beginning of the show there's a tradition which is every guest get to post a question of the day out to the audience and also to the next guest so can we what is your question of the day okay so um my main focus here is actually for mompreneurs right um so i want i want to ask are mompreneurs utilizing technology to the best in their businesses to the best advantage okay yeah. so the question is are you utilizing technology in their in your business to the best of your advantage okay in your business to your best advantage Okay, so I'll repeat again. So the question of the day posted by Kenwin is, are you utilizing technology in your business for your best advantage? So this question goes out to the next guest and also to the audience who are tuning in. And I'm really, really uh, glad, uh, blessed and to have a, a lot of people that is tuning in. Uh, so this question goes out to all of you and also to the next guest. So um, last but not least, any last advice for the mothers who are um, thinking of stepping into entrepreneurship or they want to pursue their passion? Any last advice for them, Kenny? Um, see, I won't say last advice, you can always reach yeah. me, right? But um, you see, if you really have the passion, don't let yourself or anybody stop you from pursuing it. When I started my company, my father told me one answer, he said no. And I've actually proved him wrong many times. Um, yeah, there have been times he told me, you know, if your business is not picking up, why don't you just go back to the career force, you know, go back to work. I told him, no, Papa, this is really what I want to do. And I know that I, one day I will break through. And now he doesn't even talk about anything of my career or anything like that. But he every day he tells me, so what's, what's happening? You no, know? what's, what's happening? And he follows me on Facebook that I give events and stuff like that. Um, he's very well aware that I started my Saramban office in Malaysia mm. and he's like so keen and I don't know what's happening you know well, is things picking up what your plans and stuff like that so never let your don't self-doubt that's one thing and don't let other people's doubts on you affect you mm. just go out and do what you feel is right for your business for your family and for yourself that's the most important thing now, thank, thanks a lot for your advice and I believe okay. that all the audience and those who are listening who are watching uh, they really benefit a lot from today's session it's really a really a full session and um, thanks a lot for watching uh, Mother Industry live show and um, I'm really excited and thanks Kenwin again for making time okay. uh, for coming on to my show I know that you're really busy and now it's really late and yeah. thanks, thanks a lot once again and uh, also for those who are uh, tuning in thanks for tuning in and those who are watching the replay thanks for watching and do share this out to another mothers who are struggling uh, on their corporate job or they want to step into entrepreneurship do share this episode to, with them and why mothers should start their own business and uh, Kenneth here signing off with Kenwin thank you for watching Mother Industry Live show and I shall see you guys in the next episode see you guys bye, bye.